Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. for the newcomer to reach out and make connections with the larger family. And it occurred to me, if every single one of you would just kind of make it your mission, when you come every Sunday to meet one person, just to make a connection with one new person, that we could ensure that nobody gets left out, because that's the objective. Your testimony and experiences with God aren't something to keep to yourself. You want to reach as many people with your story as you can. As you're going to get to see today with Pastor Robert, there's a world full of people that need the same hope you have. So don't be afraid to show people where your hope's from. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew, chapter 14, with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. Just like the Bible teaches, caring for those who are in need around us. And so, you know, the food ministry, which... You know, it just it hit me again as I was thinking about this. You know, 10 years ago, we didn't have a food ministry. We had people come and want to do it, and, and you know, and, and I said no, because there was no space for it. There was no room. There were, it, it simply wasn't possible. I look back at it, you know, it's like it wasn't time. This past year, the food ministry gave away more than 18,000 bags or boxes of groceries to the community around here. Every Monday morning, every Thursday morning, 150 to 200 people line up and come in and get that. And it's hard work for the people who, who do it. Somebody has to go every morning, you know, spend a few hours picking up the food from Publix and Whole Foods and the different places that donate, and, and then it's brought back here, and, and then the people working back in the, you know, in the church itself have to go through it all and mark out all the barcodes and throw away the stuff that, you know, just got mixed in there by mistake because there's always rotten stuff that gets mixed in there by mistake. And But hours, again, dealing with all of that here and I always remind them and try to, you know, remind myself, we are not a food bank. But do you understand that what we're called to is to focus on what Jesus focused on? The things that are going to matter for eternity. And as a part of that, do what he did, show compassion Minister to the physical needs with a focus on the spiritual needs. Minister to the temporal things focused on the eternal. 
And so we do these things, the food bank ministry, the nursing home ministry, the prison ministry, the, the, the U-Moms ministry that I was talking about a few minutes ago. All those things are focused on serving the community, being a blessing to the community, but ultimately what we want to do is reach the community and offer hope, offer Jesus. A quick little footnote, by the way, you know what? <laughs> These days, I think we do a pretty good job of offering opportunities for people to grow in discipleship. You know, there are Bible study opportunities, the ICT classes, intensive Christian training classes, the awakenings class, the young adults class, you know, where we're digging deeper into the Bible together, and all these different opportunities for discipleship. But there's one area where there's still room for improvement, and that is on inviting people in, connecting, connecting with the people who come in. You know, we have... Every month, so many who, who come for the first time, you know, they've moved to the area, they're newly in, in the area, something like that, whatever, but they're visiting with us, basically. And we are such a tight-knit family as a church. We really are. And that's a beautiful thing. But we have to remember to pull other people into that because, you know, and I've been honest with you guys about my tendency toward I tend to be a little shy. I tend to be a little reserved, in a, in a, which is one of the reasons that big crowds of people do kind of wig me out a little bit. But I don't easily plug in. If I go to a church, I sit in the back, and I may go for six months before I really meet anybody. It's that kind of thing for me. Now, I know I have a responsibility to take some initiative, reach out, and, and try to meet other people. But see what I'm saying? It's easier for us, the family, to reach out to the newcomer than for the newcomer to reach out and make connections with the larger family. And it occurred to me, if every single one of you would just kind of make it your mission when you come every Sunday to meet one person, just to make a connection with one new person, that we could ensure that nobody gets left out. Because that's the objective, that nobody gets neglected, nobody gets left out, that we make it a priority to connect with people. We see a beautiful and powerful example of Jesus training his disciples to connect with people in this passage. Did you notice how he went about distributing the food? I look at this, and all he had to do was, you know, snap his fingers or whatever, and the five loaves and the two fish, every single person could have had five loaves. and It's like, wow, look at that. Where did that come from? It would have been a lot more economical in terms of labor force, can you imagine? That was one of the things, you know, I'm, I tend, sometimes I can be a little bit lazy. You know, and as a kid, I remember reading this and thinking, they fed 5,000 men plus women and children, just 12 guys? That took a while. You know what I mean? Jesus is just standing there, and the Bible says he prayed, he broke the bread, and then he gave it to whom? The disciples. So the 12 guys are standing there, and he's handing out, you know, but he's, he's, he gave it to them. Why? Connection. They went to the groups. One of the gospel accounts tells us that he had them, you know, gather the people together in groups of 50. So here you've got the 12 going, and I don't know how they did it. Maybe all 12 went to this group of 50, and then they went to that group of 50, and then they went to that group of 50. But here's my point. They connected with some people that day. Because they had the, you're serving them food. Now, maybe not a deep connection, but there was some connection that took place that day. When people connect, they begin to put down roots. If they don't connect, 
they're not going to put down roots. And if they don't begin to put down roots, we can't help them grow. And that's what we're supposed to be doing here. You know, these guys had no idea what Jesus intended to do, this miraculous provision. And, and I was thinking about the fact that the apostle's suggestion to Jesus, listen, it's late in the day, it's evening, I mean, we're out here in the middle of nowhere, why don't you just go ahead and send the multitudes, you know, so they can go to town and, and buy some food for themselves. Do you understand that's a reasonable idea? That's a logical suggestion. You could even say it's compassionate. They recognized, wow, all these people, we got nothing to give them. Send them away, Jesus. I think Jesus intended to teach them some important spiritual lessons. There are two things I want you to see real quickly. I'm bringing it to a close. Beginning at verse 15, when it was evening, his disciples came to him saying, this is a deserted place and the hour's already late. Send the multitudes away that they may go into the villages and buy themselves food. But Jesus said to them, they don't need to go away. Think about that. Think about that. Imagine being there. Imagine you're one of the 12 and you're looking at like, I mean, let's just be conservative and say there were 10,000 people, 5,000 men plus women and children Super conservative number. 10,000 is a super conservative number. So there's 10,000 people there. What do you mean they don't need to go away? What do you mean we are supposed to feed them? We've got five little barley. We got a sack. This kid brought his sack lunch. That's all we got. I love that. Because, see, John tells us Jesus was testing them. In what way was he testing them? Listen carefully. This is point number one. He gave them an impossible task. He gave them an impossible task. You and I will never be able to accomplish everything that God intends using only the resources that we can see, the resources that are available to in and of ourselves, what you have on hand, the things that are already present, if you can do it without God, it ain't God. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. This first book of the New Testament informs you well about the Son of God, Jesus Christ. It details His birth and life, His ministry, and then His death but it also tells you that he rose again. Jesus is victorious over death, and even more, he's alive today. Your Savior lives, and you can rejoice in that. As you listen to Pastor Robert's message today on Main Thing Radio, you may have realized that you've never given your life to Jesus. Or maybe you've been a believer for a while, but you haven't taken steps to actively live for Christ in your daily life. Today's the day to change that. You can start right now. We'd love to talk to you. Give us a call at 305-531-2730. That's 305-531-2730.
We're so glad you joined us today. You can hear more teachings from this series in Matthew right now by visiting MainThingRadio.com or just download our mobile app. We'd love to connect with you on Facebook and Twitter too. There you'll be able to get the latest information on Main Thing Radio and Calvary Miami Beach. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Find links at MainThingRadio.com. We'd like to meet you too. You're invited to be part of our worship time at Calvary Miami Beach. Just visit the church page under About at MainThingRadio.com. That's all for today. Thanks for tuning in to Main Thing Radio. Radio.